11.55, almost midnight. Enough time for one more story. One more story before 12. Just to keep us warm. In five minutes, it'll be the 21st of April. 100 years ago, on the 21st of April, out in the waters around Spivey Point, a small clipper ship drew toward land. Suddenly, out of the night, the fog rolled in. For a moment, they could see nothing, not a foot ahead of them. And then they saw a light. My God, it was a fire burning on the shore, strong enough to penetrate the swirling mist. They steered a course toward the light, but it was a campfire like this one. The ship crashed against the rocks. The hull sheared in two, the mast snapped like a twig, and the wreckage sank, and all the men aboard. Bottom of the sea, Lady Elizabeth Dane, with her crew, their lungs filled with salt water, their eyes open and staring into the darkness. And above, as suddenly as it had come, the fog lifted, receded back across the ocean, and never came again. But it is told by the fishermen and their fathers and grandfathers that when the fog returns to Antonio Bay, the men at the bottom of the sea, out in the water by Spivey Point, will rise up and search for the campfire that led them to their dark and icy death. So just behave, I mean there's no escape Let's hope you make that drop Because you really don't want to take me off And oh, what fun I will tell you what to do and you will get it done And oh, don't run You'll find your nightmare here has only just begun Welcome to my like to welcome you all to another episode of Horror for Dummies. This is episode 83. I'm your host Tim and with me as always is the bell from hell, Jalisa. Hello listeners, how are we doing today? They are great. <laughs> Answering <laughs> for them, how dare you? Well, they're not going to answer you. 
It's an audio. It's just a polite gesture, <laughs> all right? Episode 83, ladies and gentlemen. We are getting close to episode 100. You getting excited? We're going to do something exciting. Are we? I don't know what that is yet, but I'm going to plan something cool. Well, we have to do something big for the big one oh oh. Yeah, the big one zero zero. Yep. So, uh, any ideas, throw them this way, <laughs> listeners. What do you want to hear? We are, we're going to do something cool though. But hey, this isn't episode 100, this is episode 83. And what are we doing today or tonight, Jalisa? The usual shebang. We are. But plus what, playing a game. But, okay, but before, you're going way, way up front. Before we do that, we are, we, we're going to do, uh, we're going to look at two movies tonight. Two, uh, two similar movies, two very similar movies. And those movies are The Fog from 1980 but it's going to be versing The Fog from 2005. We're going to see which one's better. And I'm sure all of you guys probably know the answer to that. But you don't know what our thoughts are. We may shock you. Huh? How about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm biting my tongue right now. But we'll get to that soon. Um, this episode is going to be a bit of a mixed bag. Because um, I have had the pleasure or maybe dis- displeasure, of watching a few new 2019 releases. So I thought I would chuck little mini-reviews in and around um, this episode of a few other films, such mm-hmm. as Body at Brighton Rock, um, The Cleaning Lady, and we're going to be talking about the newest um, installment in the Conjuring universe, The Curse of La Llorona. So we'll get to that later. Uh you probably also noticed that this episode has come out early, and that is because me and Jalisa are dropping the kids off, and we're going away for the weekend. Yeah, I can't wait. Yep. It's going to be glorious. Alcohol and bonfires galore. <laughs> we are yeah. going... We might not survive. We might not even make it to episode 100. <laughs> That's not cool to say. Well, I'm just saying we might die of alcohol poisoning. Take it back. Oh, okay, fine. We'll be, we'll be here next week. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we got we got the usual show ready to get at you. We've got a lot of films to talk about this episode with uh, What Horrors Have You Done. We've got a interesting news feed, uh, three interesting stories, one of which I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. We have a, <laughs> a franchise fight to finalize. Who won between the Evil Dead franchise and the Sharknado franchise? Oh. I I wonder. (laughs) Actually, uh, we'll get to it later. Why don't we jump in straight away to what horrors have you done? What horrors have you done? Okay, Jalisa, have you experienced any horrors this week? Anything at all? Um. Yes. Uh. Watched a few episodes of that love death and robots on netflix Ooh, so did i mm. i watched it with you yeah you did how funny is that funny <laughs> what did, okay before before you go in i just want to just come in quickly because i've i've heard a lot of people talking about this and saying how good it is i never jumped on it because i just i just thought it was a sci-fi thing yeah um it it, it is but it has a lot of horror in it so can you explain what it is um each episode is a different little story yeah 
which run from about, what, nine minutes to about 16 minutes is the longest? Yeah, they're very, very short. Yep. Which, um, which I love. Nothing similar in any of any of them. They're all completely different. Uh-huh. Um, and they're mostly all of them are animated. Yeah. And that's, that's the kind of thing that kind of turned me off, hearing mm. it was animated. But this is an animation that isn't like, I don't Crappy. know. Yeah, it's not like old school Disney cartoons or, or um, yeah. I don't know, Looney Tunes, something like that. It's like it's actually good anime. Yeah, think of PlayStation 4 video game type animations. Probably so, better. Well, each each episode's different. Some of them have very cartoony um, animation. Some of them are very, very realistic. Mm-hmm. One that I've watched is live action. Yeah. Um, but what did you think about it? I actually enjoyed it from the ones that I've seen. So did I. I was very shocked with um, the level of horror and gore they went to. Yeah. And the nudity. <laughs> yeah, crazy. You saw penis and vagina. You did. Animated vagina. And boobs. Yeah, a lot of boobs. Mm. Is it bad to masturbate to uh, cartoon porn? No. Okay, good. Not at all. Well, did you? No. You gross. Not this show, but I don't know. I've always wondered what Marge Simpson looks like naked. Okay, that's a little weird. <laughs> it's not weird. <laughs> Some things on like a Pornhub is cool. Yeah, that's what it is. It's Marge Simpson and Homer Simpson having sex. Okay, haven't come across that. I'll show you. And okay. there's like Futurama porn, there's Family Guy porn. Basically any animated show that you've always wondered, huh, I wonder what they look like naked. You can find it. Shrek and Fiona? Yes. It's oddly disturbing, but kind of a turn on. <laughs> I'm interested now. Yeah, I'll show you after this. All right. But yeah, Love, Death and Robots is cool. The only problem I have with it is there are a couple couple of episodes, a couple of stories that I want a full feature length movie made out of it. Mm-hmm. Because like some of these episodes, as Julissa said, run for like nine minutes, some of them 16 minutes. Some of them I wanted more. Yeah. There is one episode that revolves around werewolves mm-hmm. that would have been the perfect sequel to Dog Soldiers. It was called Dog Soldiers, wasn't it? No, I don't remember what it was called. I can't remember. Um, But yeah, really, really cool. I Mm -hmm. dig it. And it's it's renewed for a second season. Oh, cool. So yeah, we'll have to finish it and uh, give you guys the lowdown on if the whole season is worth it. So far, I dig it. I say, yeah, give it a go. Yeah. Even though we've only watched half. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, I'm going to come in with my Netflix recommendation of the week. This week... I sat down and revisited a uh, an Australian zombie film, um, and that and and that never really goes. Oh, actually, no. There's Australian and zombie films are actually pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wormwood was good. Undead was shit, but yeah. but this one I, I watched is Cargo. Now, the, if you don't know what Cargo is, and I'm pretty sure most people do, but if you don't know what Cargo is, basically the premise is it's a um, obviously an apocalyptic wasteland with few zombies walking around but it stars a mother and a a mother and a father and they have an infant um daughter probably at the age of i don't know six months to eight months around that age really really young newborn almost and the the mother happens to get bit by a zombie uh with this type of zombies you have 48 hours before they turn uh gets you mm-hmm. um so the the father is trying to take the mother to hospital um and in doing so the mother turns and bites the father so the whole story is father with a newborn baby what are we going to do you got 48 hours to 
try and find safety for this child um, until you turn. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think I watched it last year and while I liked it, I did have problems with it. Watching it again now, I found myself enjoying it a lot more. And I'm not ashamed to say that this made me bore my eyes out. Uh, it is a very, very upsetting story in mm-hmm. some aspects. Um, it is not a movie about zombies. I will say that it's more a movie about um, hope and survival. Yeah. Um, so if you are, if you want to go in and, and thinking you're going to see another Train to Busan or um, Dawn of the Dead type film, this is not that. Yes, it has zombies in it, but it's not about the zombies. It's about survival. Yep. Um, my, th- th- really, the biggest problem I have with this is the the way the zombies look. I mean, they look okay, but they've got this weird kind of goo coming out of them that I didn't really it's like, like. Sticky honey. Yeah, think of like tree sap. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I I wasn't really big into that, but that was. That was probably my biggest problem with the whole thing. Um, I think it's kind of cool because it shows that they're like diseased and yeah. don't touch them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's something different, but I don't know. Either way, I love this film. Mm-hmm. I thought I think it was great. I originally had it a seven out of ten. I bumped my score up to an eight. Um, I had a lot of fun revisiting this one. So, yeah. hey, it's on Netflix. Go and check it out. That's called Cargo. Uh, all right, the next one that I can talk about and you can talk about too mm-hmm. is my gap filler film, uh, which is what I'm doing at the moment. I'm trying to uh, fill in the gaps with films that I haven't seen. Yeah. Uh, this one that I checked out is Tarantula. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> An old black and white film? Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I can't remember when it's from. Um, give, give me a second. Yeah, so Tarantula from 1955. I, I, okay, I went into this film expecting a a, a very B-grade, over-the-top monster film with horrible effects. Um, one of those movies where you kind of see horrible, horrible acting. Yeah, like like uh, like you'd see a you'd see a prosthetic spider leg touching a woman, and the woman being like, <laughs> type of type of shit. Uh, this is the complete opposite of what I got. This film was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the spider is, is is an actual spider. Like, they've just enlarged it on the screen. So the, there are no practical effects. It's actually like a live-action spider. Yeah. And it's so good. Mm-hmm. For 1955, I was honestly shocked at how well it was made and, and the, the effects. All the animals were real. Yeah. But they just enlarged them. Yeah. 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 Um, and it is, it, it's, a lot of people would put this under a sci-fi film. I, I, it's, it's a horror to me. It's, I mean, what's scary. That would be my fucking biggest yeah, fear. Yeah. You are arachnophobic like crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the story is, is great. It makes sense as to how this spider turned huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does have a scientific side to it, but for the most part, I would say it's a horror story. Yeah. Um, I, I love this film. Yep. I thought it was great. I gave it a nine. Wow. It's yeah. pretty high. Well, because it's 1955, yeah. the, the use of effects back then, like they they weren't <clears throat> how they are now. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe I was expecting, as I said, I was expecting it to be like a four out of ten. But no, I, I really enjoyed this film. Hmm. How do you? I actually really enjoyed this film too. Yeah? Even though it's black and white. 
What's with you I, not liking black and white films? I don't know. It's just a personal preference. I prefer color, I think. Yeah. But I can appreciate a good black and white horror movie. Yeah. And I've thought that this one was. I I will admit, like, some of those older films are very dated. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tarantula, it, it does, it does, it, its acting is over the top, but that's how it was back in the day. And the end. But I didn't think it was bad, bad overacting mm-hmm. like some people, like some movies. Yeah, no. No, there are some of the Universal Monsters movies. Some of the acting is that is just over the top, like stage acting type of stuff. Yeah. But that's how it was back in the day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I really love this film. Hmm. I dug it. I dug it. I'd watch it again. I w- yeah, I would too. See, I don't know why. Okay, I understand. I, no, I don't. I don't understand why they don't remake this. And I know, like, they have, like, Eight-Legged Freaks and um, other films like that. But it's not the same. No, it's not. Like, it... They were... The doctor was working on, what, um, food. Like, uh, liquid food that people could live off. Yeah, well, okay, the story countries. was the, the doctor... Um, and this is this is kind of a timeless film, in the, way, in the way what he said. He goes, think about now, it's 1955, the world has so-and-so many billion people. In 1970, it's going to have more billion people. And he says, in the year 2000, we're going to have more more and more people in the earth. And we're, not enough food um, yeah. for mouths to feed and exactly. stuff. Exactly. So they're producing these animals to make them bigger so there's more food in the future. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a... I don't know if that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. It was feeding it to see if they could live off it. That's what they're doing. I don't know how the bigness comes into I th- it. No, though. I think that's how, how it was going to end up happening. He was testing all those animals, but in the in the end, he wanted to create larger animals that we could slaughter and produce, such as cows. But they used the test bun, the test bunny, and the guinea pig, and the rat. for some reason the tarantula. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he wanted to see if it worked on insects and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just going back to. If they made it now, if they made this a remake of this, they, it would go straight into the comedy genre. And I think that they could do this movie and make it a straight-blown horror film mm-hmm. and have no comedy in it. But they won't because everything needs to have comedy in it now. <laughs> and it, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I would love to see this remade. Yep. Um, it doesn't need to be remade, but why not? Huh? Yeah, with all the things they can do these days, it'd yeah. be interesting to see. Yeah, exactly. Well, they, I don't know. Maybe they would ruin it with CGI. too much. Yeah, too much over-the-top CGI. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe just leave it then. <laughs> what would you give Tarantula out of 10? Um, I'll give it an 8. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. Okay, so you're not far off me. No. Um, okay, so Tarantula, worth a watch? Yes. Yeah? Yes, cool. give it a go. All right, I have uh, two new films to uh, talk about um, two like this this is mini reviews I'll come in with la- bigger reviews later in the show two new films <laughs> that I want to talk about one is called Shed of the Dead Shed of the Dead Shed of the Dead you know like as in shed. like shedding or shed no like a shed a work shed okay okay right Shed of the Dead yeah yep. creative title yeah not really no uh, <laughs> so okay I, I have tried to make a stance to only watch good movies this year. Because last year I went on a rampage and just went to everything. I, I tried to, to seek out everything that came out in the year. This year I thought, fuck, 
I'm 32 this year. I don't have long to live on this earth. I can't spend all my days watching every pathetic piece of shit movie that comes out. I need to narrow it down and watch only the good films or the mediocre films. God, you're only 32. Jesus Christ. I'm 31. I turned 32. Your life Still, is not I'm, half I'm, over. I'm half dead, Julie. No, you're not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry to anyone out there who's older than 31. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I I saw the I saw the name Shed of the Dead, and I instantly thought this is going to be crap. But the reviews told me that it was fun, a, a fun movie. So I thought, fuck it, why not? I thought Shaun of the Dead was going to be crap. Turns out it's a fucking masterpiece. So maybe this is too. Shaun of the Dead's a piece of shit. <laughs> it's horrible. What, like bad acting? Bad Okay, so, so, okay. It, it, it has cameos of Bill Mosley, Kane Hodder, and Michael Berryman in it. Yeah. Horror royalty. But, okay, the problem is that these guys kind of just jump on board with any type of horror film and they don't really read the script. I mean, when was the last decent film Kane Hodder was in? Hatchet? I guess. Bill Mosley, he he has... If you go on Bill Mosley's IMDb page, he has like over 200 credits because he just doesn't say no. Um, he's most... Like, his biggest roles are like Otis from Dell's Rejects and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and Michael Berryman is kind of the same. He's just one of those guys that pops into every second horror film. Um, yeah. Why not? Yeah, well, I know, I know, I know. You're a working actor. You need to put food on the table. But, okay, yeah. That was kind of a red flag when I saw those names attached. I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> uh, I will say this. This has a really, really cool animated intro that shows homage to original zombie films. Yeah. Um, you'll you'll notice Easter eggs of different other horror uh, zombie films in there, such as uh, a a picture of George George Romero. Um, you'll notice Sean from Shaun of the Dead in there. Um, different other characters from zombie films. So I like that. The rest of the movie though, it just fell flat with stupid jokes, not very much gore, um, and a boring storyline. Yeah. So. Uh, I th- How disappointing! It was. It was. I, I. I found myself on my on my phone for the most of the film. Yeah. I say give it a pass. It bored me. Yeah. Yeah. The other film that I'm going to talk about is a movie called The Odds. This one was better than Shed of the Dead, but in saying that, it's not not far off. <laughs> uh, this one's a different, interesting little story. It only stars, for the most part, two people. Yeah. Um, it, very much in the reign of would you would you rather, you know that film there? Would you rather? Yeah. Um, one of those game films. So the two people in there, um, the girl has every right to say no, I don't want to do it. But if she continues playing these different games, she can be she can be the the sole survivor and win a million dollars or something like that. Okay. And some of the games she has to play is like. Uh, Cut off your own finger, put your foot into a box with a rat in it, etc. Right, etc. This is et the one where I came halfway in. Yeah, yeah. It's it's an average film at best. It has a the what what she actually does is pretty brutal though. It, yeah, it is. Like I wouldn't do half that shit. It is, but it's few and far between. You know, I was watching. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's get to this game part. 
They do the game, and then for the next 20 minutes, it'd just be the two characters talking. Like, oh, okay, this is boring. And then we'll go to another game, like, all right, sweet, getting back into it. Mm -hmm. And then it'll be over, another 20 minutes of talking. So it kind of dragged on a lot. It's like they're kind of just fighting with each other and arguing. Pretty much. Most of the time. Pretty much. I mean, it has a cool, somewhat little storyline to it, um, but nothing to warrant another re- another rewatch. Yeah. You know? Um, the acting was pretty good, though, between these two. They, they definitely had chemistry between them two. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I, I won't bother rewatching this. Should you guys go and check it out? If you... Uh, so I don't know. Probably, I'd say it's worth a watch. Uh, if you have absolutely nothing else to watch, if you don't want to watch Friday the 13th Part 4 again, then yeah, go ahead and watch it. <laughs> well, the thing she does is brutal, so yeah. Yeah, I know, but... Give it a try. Yeah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that is it for my horrors. Have you got anything else to add? Um, No. No? No, I don't. All right, cool. Let's go and jump into the uh, Horror for Dummies breaking news. This is Horror for Dummies breaking news. Coming in with Horror for Dummies news, our first story, Funko recreates Quint's bloody death scene from Jaws for new pop vinyl toy. I want this so bad. It looks pretty cool. So it's a Funko pop, but it's Quint in the shark's mouth. And the blood and everything is there. I want this so bad. And he's holding the machete. Yeah. Like in the movie. The only problem is, is that it's only available at San Diego Comic Con. And I'm in nowhere near San Diego at the moment. So uh, I don't think I'll be able to get this. I mean, people will go and buy this and put it up on eBay. But because it's exclusive to San Diego Comic Con, it's going to be fucking like, I don't know, hundreds of dollars on eBay. Did they say why it's um, just exclusive there? They always do things like that. Like, there's a lot of different cool Funko Pops that are only exclusive to Comic-Con. I know, it sucks for people like us. Yeah. Like, who people in other countries who are seeing this and, like, drooling over it. Yeah. And who can't even attempt to get it. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, hey, if any of you guys are attending San Diego Comic-Con... Send us one. Please, I'll give you fucking money. (laughs) (laughs) I really, really want this. In saying that, I uh, I need to get the rest of the Jaws Funko Pops. You do? Yeah. I stopped collecting them, but I must get the Jaws ones. Fair enough. Yep. Uh, Our second story, Paramount and Blumhouse developing new paranormal activity movie. I am excited as... Fuck for this. So this is actually legit going through? Yeah. 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 So uh, I, I think most people out there are sick of the paranormal activity. You know what's funny? I've noticed a, a little bit of a trend with paranormal activity. Mm. When when the when it came out and when it was its big thing, a lot of people were shitting on it. Saying, oh, it's fucking shit. It's the same old stuff. Blah, 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 blah. Now, like, we're almost like 10 years later. Yeah. People seem to be coming around on the franchise. I've always been a fan of it. Um, I loved it. I, yeah. I, I fucking love the franchise. And I'm all, all on board for another one. Um, are they going with a new story or are they continuing with when they got a bit stupid? Don't know. Nothing of that has been said yet. So I hope they go back to their original story. I, look, I hope, I, so I, hope I hope Katie Featherstone's in it. 
because she is sexy. The brunette yeah. from the first one? Yeah. So hmm. we will have to wait and see. But what do you feel about this? Yeah, I'm, I'm keen to see it. I like paranormal activity. Yeah. I might watch one after this. Yeah, let's do it. You have to go to bed. Popcorn. Okay. <laughs> All right, any more stories? <laughs> Our third story, uh, Corey Feldman and wrestling legend Bret Hart star in upcoming Tales from the Dead Zone. Oh, no. Ooh, Bret Hart. Corey Feldman. Let's talk about him for a second. So you might know him, you might remember him from such films as The Lost Boys, The Goonies, Friday the 13th Part 4, Stand, Stand By, by me. me. Oh, Jinx. Jinx. I said it first. Um, he was an 80s kid star. Yeah. And I loved him. But then he went weird. I was watching some of his, some of his music videos today. Uh, he does music? He Yes. He's in a band called, I think it's Corey's Angels. <laughs> Cute. It's... <laughs> It's cringeworthy. <laughs> really bad. What, he, does he sing or play He sings and dances, and his dances are... <laughs> he dances um, on stage. Yeah. So there was... Okay, you can go and search up on YouTube. Um, he he played at like some American morning TV show or something like that. Yeah. And um, he's back in bands, just girls, and they wear like um, angel like wings and white dresses. Yeah. So they're Corey's Angels. They play the, the instruments and Corey's at the front usually wears like a, a hoodie and sings and does the fucking cringeworthiest dance moves ever. I definitely have to check this out after the show. Like, okay, think Crispin Glover from Friday the 13th Part 4 and times it by 10. <laughs> oh, that's okay? pretty bad. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> bad. Um, Bret Hart, he is what some people would say the greatest wrestler to ever lace up a pair of boots. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's the best there was, the best there ever will be. Yeah. You know? um, I've never been a fan of Bret Hart. I appreciate him as a wrestler, but he's never been one of my favorites. Yeah. But there's a movie, a horror movie with Bret Hart. I'm on board. That's what I was saying until I saw the trailer of this movie. Oh, my God. He's, um, no. Is he related to Natalia? Yes. Yes. That's, okay. that's his niece. Okay. Um brother of Owen Hart who sadly died at a WWE event WWF event sorry yeah his family is notorious for wrestling yeah the Hart family but okay yeah I was on board when I saw this I'm like hell yeah I'm in and then the, the trailer's out for this already it looks so bad like I'm talking um oh, uh, like student film okay do you have a movie to compare it to? What about that In the Woods one? Okay, yeah, it's like that. Oh, wow. Yeah, Don't Fuck in the Woods. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that quality. Wow. You can tell by the poster because the poster, like the font of the of the movie's title is like something you could make on WordPad. Oh, not WordPad, like Word, Word Microsoft art. Word. Um, <laughs> and then the trailer, just go watch the trailer for yourselves. It's bad. I don't even understand. Apparently, it's an anthology film. Um, I don't know what the fuck it's about. It's got Corey Taylor, uh, Corey Taylor, Corey <laughs> Feldman speak talking about something with splices of different scenes from the movie. And Bret Hart looks old, and it just yeah, I, <laughs> I'll check it out. Yeah. Only because it's got those two names that I like in it. 
and I'm probably it's probably I, I I might need something to laugh at. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. But yeah. Uh, that's it with news this week. Back to you, Tim. Cool. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to stop you right here, Joe. We're going to stop the show for a quick second. We're going to go into our first little movie review. And uh, after that, we'll come back with the the fights, the franchise fights. Okay. What do you think about that? I'm keen. All right. Well, this first uh, little movie review is a movie called Body at Brighton Rock. So enjoy. Cold front. Temperature drops overnight can hit 25 degrees. Miss McCombs, how nice of you to join us. Remember, people, to be early is to be on time. You take the info booth and I'll take posting signs on Hitchback Ridge. I mean, you mostly do like kitty trails, right? I'm just as qualified as you guys. Oh, we're talking about Body at Brighton Rock. This film is brand new. It came out on April 26, 2019. Um, Let me just go in straight into the plot synopsis, and I'm reading straight from IMDb. So, the story is, a park ranger spends the night guarding a potential crime scene on a remote mountain trail. That's not a very good plot synopsis. <laughs> it doesn't really give you much. Let me give you something better. Um, and I'm just going off the top of my head. Um, a un- inexperienced park ranger decides that she wants to tackle the hardest mountain there is and stumbles across a dead body, but is told that she must stay there overnight to guard this body uh, because it is a crime scene. And spooky stuff ensues. Some that might be natural, some that may be not natural, but I'm not going to tell you because that's going into spoiler alert. Uh, So this one comes in at IMDb as a thriller, but uh, we'll get into that in a second. Um, It stars, for the most part, it stars one person. So I'm not going to go down the list of every single person that was in this movie. For the most part, it only stars one person, and that is Karina Fontes who honestly has been in basically nothing. She was in Southbound, and that's the only credit I'm going to give you because the other two, I I don't know. I've never heard of. It's directed by Roxanne Benjamin, who has not directed much, but she's produced such titles as Southbound, VHS, and XX, and VHS 2, along with various other things. So, let's talk about my uh, thoughts of this film. This one came to my attention from a friend of mine, Brian, from the Horror Returns podcast. He spoke about this film and gave us the plot summary that basically I just said. I just basically copied his, and uh, it hooked me instantly. I don't know, something about being in the woods. The woods surrounding is something that always interests me in films, and if you usually have a setting in the woods, I'm usually on board. Um, so that that interests me when he talked about that. But after going on IMDb and looking at various reviews, um, I was a little let down with with uh, what I was getting myself into. I mean, some of these reviews were given it a 3 out of 10 to even a 1 out of 10, saying that it's a poor movie and, and people making it to only 10 minutes in the film. I am here to spread the good word, and the good word is that I really enjoyed this film. I had a blast with it. It is... A lot different to what I expected going in. From what I heard or what I thought, I was going I was going into a 
an animal attack type film. A girl finds a body and is encountered by a bear. Because if you've seen the poster, you, it kind of gives away what the threat is. Uh, but that's not exactly what I, I got. It starts off not not exactly horror at all. Uh, very far from horror. It starts off with a much more comedic tone to it. And it starts off with, uh, with a girl pl- uh, trekking her way to work uh, with with uh, that song that I can't remember what it's called Oingo Boingo um, you know the song if you if you if you've seen the movie you know what you know what the song is um, it starts off with a really comedic tone from there the rest of the movie goes in a different direction not full horror but it does definitely delve deep into horror at times but for the most part I will agree that this is a thriller film uh, but it is a mixed genre mixed bag of genre but I can happily say that I enjoyed my time with this film I enjoyed it for the most part it wasn't perfect or anything like that but I enjoyed the story that it was telling it took me on a adventure filled with twists and turns and and stuff that I was not expecting other stuff I was expecting but I think it pulled it off pretty pretty well done the problems I did have with it, for one, I felt that there was too much story and not enough time. I felt that they were trying to cram in way too much twists and turns, and with a runtime of, I mean, only uh, an hour and a half, I think. Nope, 88 minutes, so just short of an hour and a half. I think that this one could have could have used a bit more time to, to tell a better story, but even then still, that's just a nitpick. The other problem I had with it, and once again, it's just a nitpick for me, is it's some of its cinematography. It was quite jarring, some of the angles they used. Uh, some of the camera was all over the place, and it really did take me out for a little bit of time, but nothing that I can overly say was a, was taking points off or anything like that. Going back to the story, when I was watching it, there was a part of me that thought, this one's going to be left with a lot of loose ends, and they're not going to explain everything, and I could kind of see that going into the whole movie but gladly they do they wrap everything up in a nice little bow and i'm grateful for that so overall i recommend body of brighton rock i had fun with it once again it's not going to be for everyone but if you do enjoy those outdoor settings and the story that it tells i say that this is worth a worth a watch I mean, I gave it a 7 out of 10. I think that it's a well-made film. It's enjoyable. It keeps my attention. It kept me off my phone for its entire duration. I did come to a point where I had to pause it to uh, do children things, but I was eager to get back to it. And that's saying a lot with uh, the amount of films that I watch. So go and check out Body of Brighton Rock. I say it's worth a watch. Alright, we're up to round 12 of Let the Madness Begin. Uh, this one was fun. <laughs> we had the Sharknado franchise versing the Evil Dead franchise. Before we go into who won, and I think we all know who won, let's go with the comment sections. So we have Don and Ellie. He says, Legit no joke. This is a tough one. Sharknado is a solid, well-rounded series with plenty to like. And that goes for six solid entries and is a big deal for me. Evil Dead is one of my all-time favourite films. That's in his top ten apparently. Though, so that holds the series up. While Sharknado 6 is clearly the weakest film in the whole contest, I still have to go there just to prop up one of my favourite series with another vote. 
Evil Dead will win, and I'm not the least bit broken up about it, so voting for the loser won't mean anything. Good work, Don. Standing up for what you believe in. Yeah. I appreciate that. Good. Um, you dig what you dig. Yeah, exactly. Shell McLeod Easterling. Mm-hmm. You know her. You love her. Yes. She says, uh, Evil Dead, because it's the shit. Lol. Sharknado doesn't seem like a horror movie anyway. It's a disaster flick comedy. I'll agree with that. Yeah. Alan, do the noise. Do it. Alan. Alan Cha-Cha. He says, God damn it, I love them both. Um, <laughs> I uh, Alan comes in again and goes, was going to vote Sharknado, but then remembered I hated the last one. And I was a bit shocked with that. I actually thought Alan was going to yeah, same. vote for Sharknado. I know he loves that series. Yeah. I don't know how, but anyway. <laughs> Lance Langford from the Horror Returns podcast. He says, Donanelli is the Sharknado man. <laughs> we, we just found that out. <laughs> is that all he said? That's all he said. That's all he needed to say. Rob Humphrey comes in with probably the best comment out of this lot. He says... <laughs> I believe in pro wrestling terms, this is what you call a squash match. (laughs) And I fucking love that. He continues, I voted for Evil Dead. I don't think it needs an explanation. Yeah, no, fair enough. Rob Humphrey, you are the man. Best comment ever. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Austin Proctor. Sorry if I got your name wrong. This isn't even a question. Evil Dead, hands down. Mm -hmm. And Trucker Trent with the last comment, he says, (laughs) only one correct vote. Yep. <laughs> All right, with a uh, staggering. F- okay, so we got 51 votes. Yep. With 46 votes, the Evil Dead franchise moves on. With only five votes, goodbye to Sharknado. That's more than what I thought. Same. It's four more than what I thought. So, ah, uh, yeah, poor Sharknado. So it was at did- 90% to 10%. Yes, that's right. Did we really? Did anyone really think that Sharknado was going to get in? No. <laughs> Obviously not. Yeah, no. I, okay, there was a little bit of me that thought people might fuck it around. Mm. But, yeah, I didn't think it would go far. No. I put it in here because for shits and giggles. Yeah. So, yeah. It would have just got squashed in the next round anyway. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go on to round 13 with two franchises that I wouldn't call my favorite. Mm-hmm. But they're not the worst. Okay, they're not Sharknado. So we have the Insidious franchise versus the Poltergeist franchise. Mm-hmm. Jill, are you a fan of the Poltergeist movie? Movies, um, sorry. I don't mind the first one. Yeah. Um, as you've said before, it's a little weird in parts. Very weird in parts. Like how the mum's happy that a chair flies across the room on the floor. Is all excited. So happy that she puts her baby down and puts a helmet on him or her. Yep. And gets excited when it moves by itself. No normal person would do that. No. <laughs> I would be out that house in a second. Yep. Um, um, I don't really remember the others, to I, be honest. I, I haven't seen part three, mm-hmm. Poltergeist 3. Part two I wasn't big into. And everyone seems to enjoy that. I got bored with it. Is that the one with the clown? No, that's the first one. Oh. Part two has the creepy old man that everyone seems to be scared of. I don't understand why, but eh. I don't think you've seen part two. That rings a bell with an old man. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Let's go to Insidious. Insidious. Okay. Insidious was a film that I was enjoying until Darth Maul showed up. 
I don't understand the look of the demon, what they went for. It just... It was kind of like half... What do you call those things with the legs? And it's like half human, half goat. Um, uh, I know what you're but talking except about. Except the goat's wearing like fluffy boots. <laughs> I, I don't know. Something in the Mardi Gras. I'm not too sure. I can't remember. Something in the I Mardi get, I, Gras? Yeah. What are you talking about? Don't worry. Okay. I, get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, it's got that goat bottom half. Which Okay, that I liked. I didn't like how he was painted red and black. Like I don't I don't it understand. It could have been cool if they had a, a cooler design and was different away from Darth Maul or whatever his name is. I mean, like, okay, this is uh, the, I was watching Insidious one for the first time. I remember this because it was only like two years ago. Mm-hmm. I was late into the Insidious franchise. I was watching and I'm like, this is pretty good. This is scary. There's some scary scenes in it. And then when you first see the Darth Maul demon, I was like, is that and you I'm behind gone behind his face. Yeah. I'm like, ah, uh, it just took me out of the whole movie. I just, I, I laughed at it. I was like, okay, that's not scary. He's got a snake tongue too. <laughs> but I, I actually enjoy this um, franchise or movies. Yeah. Yeah. I can try and see past that demon. That's why. I enjoy Lin Shay and her crew. The, uh, the ghost hunter people. And, um. Patrick Wilson. Yeah, that dude. Yeah, he's, he's cool. Yeah. I like him. All right, well, the time's come. Who are you taking, Poltergeist or Insidious? I'm going to have to go Insidious this round. Oh, man. I mean, Poltergeist was directed by Toby, Ho- to- Toby Hooper or Steven Spielberg. That hasn't been denied or confirmed yet, but both of them directed some of my favorite movies. Oh, but as a franchise. Oh, man, I'm going to have to go Insidious as well. Mm, wow, shocker. Yeah. I just, yeah... Poltergeist 2 didn't do it for me. Haven't seen Poltergeist 3. But yeah. But hey, it's not up to us. It's up to you guys out there listening. So Mm -hmm. if you want to get your votes and if you want to say why you chose one or the other, you can do that. Just go to Mm horrorfordummies.com and it will direct you to the Facebook page and you'll find the link there to vote. All you have to do is press one button and that's it. And if you want to comment why you chose the film over the other, please do so. And you have the power for one of these franchises to move forward. Yeah, power of the night. Streets are calling. Why, why are your arms up in the air? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> is that the words? Yeah, it is, but it just you did a little dance and it was cute. I did. All right. Uh, so, without further ado, why don't we just jump into a few movies? The Fog versus The Fog. Which one you got? Place your bets. No? It's okay. Was that lame? A little bit. Yeah? Yeah. Tim being, Tim being a dad there? Yeah. All right. Feature presentation. And now for our feature presentation. John Carpenter's The Fog. This is KB Antonio Bay. Stevie Wayne here. And let me be the first to wish Antonio Bay a happy birthday. We're 100 years old today. And keep a watch out for that fog bank heading in from the east. 100 years ago, between midnight and one, something unknown came out of the fog. Now it has returned. Oh, Jesus. 
100 years ago, between midnight and one, something unnatural came out of the fog. Now, it has returned. ago, between midnight and one, something evil came out of the fog. Now it has returned. Who's there? The fog. Antonio Bay has a curse on it. We're all cursed. There's no water getting here, but something off a coal pit. I think I'll go to Vancouver now. Where's the fog now? It should be right outside my door now. Oh, there's something different about this fog. Dan, stay away from the door! Someone listen to me! Get inside and lock your doors. Close your windows. There's something in the fog. from the fog. <laughs> from the creator of Halloween, the ultimate experience in terror and suspense. John Carpenter's The Fog, starring Adrian Barbeau, Jamie Lee Curtis, John Houseman, Janet Leigh as Kathy Williams, and Hal Holbrook as Father Malone. The fog. What you can't see won't hurt you. It will kill you. Between midnight and one, it will find you. Okay, so we're going to be talking about four different movies on this uh, feature presentation. But we're going to start off with The Fog from 1980 versus The Fog from 2005. So... Let's start off with The Fog from 1980. The original Fog, okay? Mm-hmm. So this comes from 1980, as I just said. Uh, it has a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb, which is really high for yeah. a 80s horror film. Uh, it stars Adrian Barbeau as Stevie Wayne. She was in Escape from New York, Swamp Thing, Creep Show. She's been in a lot of things. She's the radio host? In yes. The, yeah? Yes, okay. she is. Um, she was married to John Carpenter, who directed this film mm-hmm. at this time. Yeah. And, uh, basically that part she plays was written for her. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, it stars Tom Atkins as Nick Castle. He's also been in movies such as Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, and Night of the Creeps, Maniac Cop. He's been in a lot of different things. Yep. And we'll talk about him in a second, because I have a, that was one of my biggest dislikes was uh, Tom Atkins, and I'll tell you why in a second. Okay. Okay. Jamie Lee Curtis as Elizabeth Soley. And uh, do I need to explain who she is? Nope. Nope. Uh, Janet Lee as Kathy Williams. Do I need to explain who she is? So she was the the shower scene girl from Psycho. Right, right, and, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And is Jamie Lee's mother. Should have just led with that. Okay. <laughs> uh, and she's been in her fair share of horror films as well. Yep. Such as your favourite, Halloween H2O. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this stars also 
Hal Holbrook as Father Malone. Uh, I I can only remember him um, for being in Sons of Anarchy for a few episodes. He was the father, Jax's grandfather. Was he? Yes. Oh right, the old yeah yeah old dude. Yes. Uh, it also it all oh, doesn't start. It also has Rob Bottin who played Blake. Now Blake was the main ghost. Yep. Now I bring this to your attention because Rob Bottin is not an actor. <laughs> Okay. Rob Bottin is a makeup effects artist whose most famous credit goes to the movie The Thing. Okay. Who, uh, he went to a hospital because of The Thing. Because he worked so many hours that he got so sleep deprived that he just collapsed. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he was like, what, dehydrated and tired? I think so, yeah. Yeah, but he worked countless hours on The Thing. And we thank you for your hard work, Rob Bottin, because that movie still holds up. To this day. It paid off. Oh, man, it did. Uh, this is directed by John Carpenter. <clears throat> I'm not going to explain who John Carpenter is. You should know. Okay, I'm just, I'm just going to jump into it. Why why I had a problem with Tom Atkins in this movie. Yeah. Tom Atkins, and, and, and I love Tom Atkins. Yeah. Halloween 3 is one of my favorites. Night of the Creeps, he was great in that. Tom Atkins was fucking horrible in this film because he didn't have a mustache. Where the fuck was your moustache, Tom Atkins? He can't play the same looking dude in every movie. Well, he looked disgusting without him. He does not suit a clean-shaven face. My God, it was hideous. His face isn't that good anyway. Regardless. Well, plenty of girls from the 80s will disagree with you. He's the pussy slayer you call him, right? He is. He would get any girl, even after one meeting. We'll talk about that. I, I completely forgot to explain what this movie is. My plot summary. Uh, if you don't know what The Fog is, The Fog is a movie from 1980. An unearthly fog rolls into a small coastal town exactly 100 years after a ship mysteriously sank in its waters. That's from IMDb. That's pretty good, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right, uh, honey. Yeah? What is your relation with this film? Have you seen it before? Have you not? Do you Have you even heard of it? Um... Before we watched it, no, I don't think I watched the, this one in okay. particular. Have you heard of this one? Yeah, of course I have. So you, you knew of the story of the fog? Yeah. Okay. I, uh, surprisingly, I knew of the fog, obviously. Um, this was one of my first times watching it. Yep. Uh, I did watch it. Is this the first time watching the fog like at all? Like no. Even, okay. Even so, the remake? Okay. I, I'm not, I, I never saw the remake. We'll get to that in a second, but this one from the 80s, I've never seen it in full. I've always seen bits and pieces. I've never seen, I've never sat down and watched the full movie in one sitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this was my first full feature length um, experience of The Fog. Yeah. And my first impressions are, I enjoyed it yeah. for the most part, but I had some problems with it. Mm-hmm. I will say this right now, that this is in no way, shape, or form John Carpenter's best film. Yeah. Or, in my opinion, nowhere near it. Um, uh, Halloween kicks its ass. Mm-hmm. Escape from L.A. is a lot better. I just I prefer a lot of John Carpenter's films over this. Yep. Uh, how about you? Did you enjoy this film? I actually did. Uh, of course, sometimes it has its problems and stuff. Yeah. But um, I, I overall enjoyed it. I like how you could see the people like walking in the fog. Yeah. Okay. It's it's and more practical effects. 
<laughs> yeah. It's cinematography was, okay, John Carpenter knows how to use a camera. Mm-hmm. I think that's no lie. Everyone knows that. So this film reeks with gorgeous cinematography. Yep. He uses the camera well when the, uh, the, the look, the lookout of Over the Bay, just great shots of the fog rolling in and stuff like that. See, I wasn't it's... a fan of like the far away shots of the uh, you could see the fog coming. Yeah, it looked like it was glowing, like literally glowing. That's the point, because that's the ghosts in the fog. But the whole you know, fog was her, glowing. Her ghost in the fog. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, that took me out a little bit. Yeah. Um, and how the main um ghost, I will say, uh, like... how his eyes glowed red. You didn't like that. Not overly. Really? No, it kind of took it out for me. Okay. Yeah. I, okay, I can understand why. I liked it. It just looked out of place. It looked tacky? Yep. Okay. I'm going to say something right now that I think most people will agree with. This movie, to me, is a full feature length rated R episode of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> That's kind of the gist I got from it. Yeah. It was just missing the, the mystery, whatever they're called, the fucking gang. The Scooby Gang, whatever they're called. Mystery Inc. Yeah. If it had that that like <clears throat> those guys in it, like it's like the perfect Scooby Doo movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know. That's just the gist I got. <laughs> um, okay, let's start with the the campfire tale. Okay? This that that scene I loved. Any movie that starts with a campfire tale, I I fucking love. Yeah. Like Friday thirteenth part two. That's why that's one of my favourites, because of that campfire story. And you used to love that show Afraid of the Dark? Oh, that was campfire, yeah, right? that was oh man. Taking me back. <coughs> um so it started really, really good. Uh I just I love that opening monologue to to the story. Yeah. But then the rest of the story it, it kind of in some way confused me. A lot, like it. I I feel that it kind of lost itself in some of its rules. Yeah. I mean, you have. It was confusing about the rule of how it, how the ghost meant to come and kill six people. You know, how do they pick what six people they're picking? I, th- um, I think because they're related to people. Who- I didn't get that though. I got that in the remake a little bit, mm-hmm. not in this one. Was I was I missing something? Did I not listen properly? No, I think in this one they just kind of went after whoever. Yeah. Because the radio host, I don't know who she was supposed to be related to. So they make it clear in the in the remake that she's related to someone. Mm-hmm. They 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 make it very very clear, like they fucking chisel it in your brain. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to the remake in a second. Yeah. But um, yeah, in this I, I didn't. In this, I find they didn't explain things 100%. No, they didn't. Okay, take example the part where Jamie Lee's in the doctor's office with the the cadaver. And then the cadaver gets up and starts walking over to her slowly. Mm -hmm. Why why does he get up? I mean, there was no fog in the room to possess him or anything like that. Yeah. It never really explained why, why he got up or what he was doing or anything. He scratched something onto the floor though, didn't he? Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. I yeah. apologise. But how did he get up? Like, there was no fog there. Um, I don't know. I'm guessing a, a spirit somehow. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Um, and I, I just... I felt that some of these characters were underused. Like, Jamie Lee Curtis's character and even her mum. I mean, I know her mum had a 
integral part in this movie. She was the male. 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 <laughs> I say you are the Bill from Hell. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I don't know Jamie Lee's Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis's character. You could have taken her out of the movie. Lost. Yeah, like what did she do? She was the um, mistress that hung around. Okay, so you <laughs> could could you take her out of the film and and it affect anything? Um, I feel you could. How they eventually just made it away from the fog. That's about it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, let's let's go to things that we liked. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a, a different kind of story because. On the surface, it's a ghost story, but at the same time, it's a slasher. Yeah. So I liked how they had the two subgenres kind of merging into one. Yeah. Um, this had some cool, I won't say kills, because most of them are somewhat off screen, but really cool atmospheric stuff. Yeah. For example, the babysitter, when she opens up the door and she kind of gets pulled back into the fog. That was great. I like that. You don't remember that, do you? <laughs> Yes, yes, I remember. I was kind of crossing the two. Yeah, yeah. Um, it 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 has a really cool atmosphere. This mm-hmm. film that I that I did like. Yeah, and I did like the look, <laughs> the look of the ghosts. I say I say I, I laugh when I say look because you couldn't really see them. You kind of just saw a silhouette and glowing eyes. But oh, I mean, you, you could see them in parts. Not not detailed. Not detailed, but you can tell that they had like, um, like seaweed and yeah. all that sort of shit on them. They had they came they from had, the water. They had a disease. Um, leprosy. Leprosy, yeah, yeah. But they had seaweed. They, stuff they on were them. leper messiahs. Um, I like that. I like how they looked. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't. I like how you didn't like see them detailed. Yeah. Um, I feel that that would have ruined it mm-hmm. if you show, if you showed them four on and two and and. Too much. Too much. Yeah. It's the mystery. <laughs> I'm biting my tongue right now. <laughs> um, so I liked how you didn't see them close up. Yep. But yeah, I understand how you didn't like the glowing eyes. Um, I wasn't mad at it. I liked the eeriness of the fog and stuff though. That that was cool. Yeah. I like I like the story of the fog. I think yeah. it's cool. Yeah. It is cool. Hmm. Once again, I just feel like it's it is like it's a it's a Are You Afraid of the Dark episode in full. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's wrap this one up. Um, go with our scores and uh, recommendations. Yep. So you want to go first? You can go. Scott, first. I'm always going first. All right. Well, I I would give this a seven out of ten. Seven. Yeah, I enjoyed it for the most part. I just had problems with the the lack of explanation on the rules. Yeah. I don't know. Um, maybe the maybe the ghosts forgot their rules. Maybe the ghost's memory was a little foggy. Huh? Huh? <laughs> da- <laughs> You're going to laugh all night about that, aren't you? You're such a yeah. dick. <laughs> um, yeah, so I enjoyed it overall. I say it's... Re- I think this is a m- movie that is perfect for Halloween season. Yeah. Um, if you're having a Halloween party, it's a perfect background movie. Um, so yeah, I recommend it. Give it a go. It was very atmospheric, great uh, cinematography, and worth a watch. Yep. Um, I'm going to come in with a seven as well. Oh. Yeah. Um, for pretty much the same reasons, um, the confusing parts and and things like that. But definitely worth a watch. Yep. Um, and yeah. Cool. 
All right, well, let's <laughs> let's compare it to the 2005 remake of The Fog. Mm-hmm. radar looks like a fog bank and it's moving straight toward us what kind of fog moves against the wind <laughs> Elizabeth what's wrong I keep seeing horrible things happening island why just go somebody out here The Fog from 2005. Its story is a thick mist full of vengeful spirits haunts a prosperous island town off the coast of Oregon as its inhabitants try to learn their town's dark secret in order to stop it. Basically the uh, exact same story as the first one. Except a little bit different. Yeah, in the worst part. Uh, this movie on IMDb comes in a 3.6 out of 10 in comparison to a 6.8. Yeah. That's like almost half. <laughs> it stars Tom Welling as Nick Castle. Yep. You might remember him from uh, Smallville or Cheaper by the Dozen. Yeah. He's one of those pretty boys that you don't really see much of anymore. Yeah, he's like disappeared. He has. And, for, and, and good riddance. Um, <laughs> Maggie Grace as Elizabeth Williams, who I don't know her from anything. Uh, she's... Um... She's in that movie with The Rock, um, Foster. Oh, okay. There you go. Uh, Selma Blair as Stevie Wayne. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows Selma Blair, but I remember her most notably from Hellboy. And she was also in a movie called Mum and Dad with, um, Nicolas Cage. Yeah. That was fun. That was cool. Um, D... D. Ray Davis, and I'm so ashamed that he has the same last name as me. <laughs> he plays Spooner. And if you go onto his IMDb... Uh, films. He's been in basically every black film, like Barbershop Two and all those types of films. Yeah, he's a black guy. <laughs> Very good. And 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 that's exactly what he is in this film. He's a black guy. 
Um, Adrian Ho as Father Malone mm-hmm. in this film. Uh, this is directed by Rupert Wainwright, and he directed Stigmata. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so, okay, what, Julissa, you've seen this movie before. Yes, I have. And what do you remember from it? Um, I remember parts of it. Um, Yeah. Like the footprints on the ceiling. Yes. Um, But in my mind, I thought they were on the floor for some reason. It looks like the floor. Yeah. Um, Just little things like that throughout the movie, I remembered. Okay, so you didn't remember much of it. Did you remember liking it? Um, when I was younger, I remember it being fine. Yeah? Yeah. But you were young. Yes. How young? Like? Teens. Some. Early teens? Possibly, yes. Okay. I, I, this is my first time watching it. I've avoided this movie like the fucking plague. Um. <coughs> Why? Because you've been told or, it was shit? Yeah. I avoided it like leprosy. Huh? Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> I yeah I all I heard about this movie is one of the worst remakes ever. So I never had a want to go and watch it. I mean like okay I never I I didn't see the original Fog. So I really I really didn't have that nostalgia factor yeah. that hinted me to go and see this film. It just never crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. I've owned this DVD for a long time. I've just never put it in. Yeah. Was I glad um, that I finally got around to watching it? No. <laughs> It was that bad. I, I could have died happy without seeing this film. Okay. It's yeah, it's as bad as they say. It's not good. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, let's just start straight off with it. it. It it goes. It does what every single horror remake that come that that has come out in the early thousands did, and that is give a backstory. It gives a backstory to these to these ghosts, and it's not needed. You know. I think it is. Really? I like that part. How they go into explaining it more. I see. With like what the townspeople actually did to them. Um, they sort of change it up. Yeah. I like how this one, they um, come back over the property, like the land that yeah. they've built the town on. Yeah, okay. Because that was supposed to be their land and they got fucked over by the people from that land. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I, I like that better than them just coming back for gold. Yeah. To the original. It give, it gave it more depth to the movie, I think. Yeah, I, I see I see where you're coming from. I, I, I don't know, I'm just sick of the fuck... Every remake that comes out has to have a backstory. Hmm. But know? then it like, gave more sense, uh, more... Yeah, made more sense to the vengeful spirits then. True. Because they pretty much got killed. True, true. Um, sorry, I didn't even get your thoughts on re-watching it. <clears throat> what do you think of it now, this film? Um, yeah, it's not the best. <laughs> But <clears throat> there are parts that I like in it, mm-hmm. um, like the backstory, and I like how the land is the main part of it as well. Yep. Um, was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, look, there are. I, I'll admit there are some okay scenes in it. Like there is a kill that I didn't. I did enjoy of the. Uh, this time it's the the babysitter. Ah, uh, with the sink. Yes. Yes. Yeah, she's, um... That's the one I was thinking of when you said last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's washing the sink and you see the fog come into the sink, which was, I, I'll admit was cool. It doesn't make sense, and I'll get to that in a second, but it was cool. she had a sink full of water and dishes? No, no, I'll get to, I'll get to why it doesn't make sense. Okay. Well, it doesn't... I mean, it makes sense. I'll get to it in a second. Um, but yeah, the... 
I don't, what happened? The fog touched her and she kind of got sucked up. A hand grabbed her. Yeah. And, and it kind of... pretty much, like, sucked the life out of her. Yeah. And she turned into, like, a corpse. Yeah, it was very mummy-esque. Yes, it was. Right? Uh, that, that was cool. Here's, here's why I say it doesn't make sense. This is a plot hole that I had a problem with. Mm-hmm. So you have um, Spooner, who's, who's the token black guy in this film. Yep. And uh, he hides in a freezer to escape the fog. The fog can't get him because he's in the freezer and uh, he can't get through the door. Why can the fog um, go into the sink... And then there's another scene that the fog can get into a car when the car's windows are all up. Comes through the air vent where the aircon comes. Oh, fucking hell, Jaleesa. It's still open. You have to ruin it for everyone. <laughs> Did you not think of that? No, I didn't. Oh, honey. <laughs> Either way, I just I thought it was stupid. And I'm guessing a freezer because it's suction sealed all right. once it's shut. Fine. And then a sink, I guess float through water because fog is like water isn't it well that okay I, could, I mean it could have gone up the pipes but no no that doesn't make sense though she had a plug and yeah. water and, and dishes yeah I'm guessing it's giving more the because in this movie they went more literal ghosts yes like see through ghosts yeah. while in the originals more actual practical people standing there yeah that's the part that I didn't like I prefer the original over that Oh, really? I thought you were the opposite. I thought you preferred the foggy ghost. No. I don't like it how you can see them clearly. and um, I prefer the like mystery of them walking in the fog that you couldn't yeah. see fully. Okay. Let's, let's just talk about the technicalities of this film. The acting in this movie was shit. Besides Selma Blair, she was alright. She felt... She, I don't know. She wasn't great, but she at least tried. Everyone else just seemed bored with this... It, while making this yeah and it shows they were probably embarrassed <laughs> <laughs> wow coming out with it smacking it in the balls um yeah I could see that um <laughs> see I guess throughout this movie that um the girl was the one um who got killed on the boat which was his yeah nieces. so you found it predictable yeah, but I couldn't remember what happened. Okay. And that part is very confusing. I don't understand. It, yeah. I d- yeah. How it, it, the ghost came and they finally got the deed and killed the people who yeah. were um, related to the people that came and killed them and fucked them over. Um, yeah, then she, the main girl walked up to them and then turned around and she's a ghost. Yeah. Disappears with them. Yeah, I, I, it, it lost me. But in saying that, I wasn't exactly paying the closest attention to this film. I I got so bored watching this film. Yeah. I wanted it to end. So at, at, at the ending, I was like, I'm done. I don't care about this film at all. Hmm. See, I thought it was cool that um, she was his like mistress in the past and reunited and everything. But I don't like it how they made her disappear with them. I don't like that part. You know what I don't like? I don't like that character straight up, and here's yeah. and here's why: because you have um, Nick Tom Welling driving, and then he sees a silhouette of a girl, and he goes to pick her up, and then she says, like, like she says, "Oh, you, you planning on picking up any girl?" And he goes, "Oh, sorry. Why? Why is he apologizing? She she left him. Don't fucking apologize. 
don't know. That bit pissed me off a bit. Yeah, I can't remember. Did she actually move away or did she go for work? She, either way, it doesn't matter. They broke... Like, he, she disappeared. Yeah, yeah. She left him. And there was another funny thing, because apparently there was a scene... Well, there was a scene between Nick and Stevie Wayne that alluded to them being together and then nothing came about of it. Like, okay... Oh, uh, oh, uh, no. There was... Okay, there was... This one was very much roles reversed. I mean, in the original Fog, it was very much a story of Stevie Wayne, where in this one, it was Stevie Wayne was a background character. Yeah. She was nothing. Like, it was more focused on Nick Castle and very much Elizabeth Williams, who I don't like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't like her character. Um, let's just go back to the technicalities. The CGI in this film. Yeah, not the greatest. No. Not the greatest. No. It, okay, the fog looked shit. Mm-hmm. And I know, it's from 2005. That was uh, that was the year, like around the years where they were still perfecting those techniques. But don't... Oh, man. They, they went over the top with the fog. See, I didn't overly enjoy... Um, you could see the um, hammer knocking on the door or yeah. the axe or whatever it was yeah yeah <laughs> it's all I had <laughs> yeah I, I, they, they, I don't know they just it felt like there was no love in this film mm-hmm. this was just a money project like just to just to make money no one I don't know I didn't to me it didn't seem like anyone cared about making this film there was just no love going into it the boat scene with um, Spooner when he takes those two girls out and steals the boat and whatever. Yeah. I find that whole scene cringeworthy. Yeah. Yeah, I can... <laughs> I agree. The dancing and the acting. No. He, okay, here's... Here's <laughs> here's another big problem I have with this film. And this isn't like... This is just me, personally. Mm-hmm. They... Okay, I was alright with the music they used in the original. Yeah. Um, because, okay, here's, here's what I think. It was slow jazz. And the reason they used that type of music was because it was cheaper than rock music. That was, the, that was the actual reason. But I think it was a good choice using like slow jazz because, um, I don't know. I find that that town, the town of, um, Antonio Bay is a very like slow, sleepy town with a lot of retirees and stuff like that. And that's the type of music that they would listen to. In this remake, we get fucking pop punk music, um, Fallout Boy, and that's where it lost me. Straight away, you, you hit me in the face. You have this backstory, and then straight into Fallout Boy. Oh fuck off! Was that the opening song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the, uh, <laughs> they say she says that they're an alternative rock station. But when the black guy is listening to the station, it's playing rap. Was I only he listening w- to another station? No, he was listening to that one station. Because oh. then she starts talking. So it's like, of course, when the black guy listens, they play rap. <laughs> um, this Okay, this goes into my other thing of the characters of this film. They were cliched, stereotypical characters that I did not care for. I didn't give... I was upset that Spooner didn't die. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Like, why was he in this film? He. Uh, what did he do? 
Anything? I'm, I'm actually asking you a question because I can't remember. He was supposed to be Nick Castle's partner on the boat, right? Yeah. And that's it. Okay, so we didn't need him. Oh, fuck, why have him in there? He didn't need to be in it as much. Yeah. Like, they could have just came across him, like, in a couple scenes to make it clear that he went out on the boat with him. They worked together. Okay. That's it. That's all you need. Yeah, okay, so we don't need him. And and, and Father Malone in this film, he, he was... He was an abusive, angry yeah. uh, father. Yeah, he was... I, I felt his character was wasted, too. So, I don't know. Every character in this film... I didn't care about anyone in this film. Hmm. Well, he, Actually, knew, he I, knew what was coming. He knew. Yeah. Yeah. I, I apologise. Um, Selma Blair, Stevie Wayne. I cared a little bit for her. That's only because I like um, Selma Blair. Mm-hmm. Everyone else, I did not give a shit. Like, in the original, I was rooting for Adrian Barbeau, especially when she was on the top of the lighthouse. Um, Tom Atkins, even though he didn't have a moustache... Um, I was rooting for him. In yep. this new one, in this remake, no. Nah. No one, really. I, 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 I could not give a shit about anyone. Hmm. But, yeah, that's just me. Anyway, I think... Have we ripped on this film enough? Um, you let me just go through my notes. Oh, yeah. Going back to a point I made earlier. Stevie Wayne um, just hammering down that her grandpa was part of this town's flagship. It's like, all right, we get it. Mm-hmm. Stop telling us. <laughs> um, actually, you know what? I have got one thing that I need to read from you. Uh, this is a review I found of this movie um, from IMDb, and I thought it was funny, so I thought I'd read it out. Yeah. Um, I don't have the name of the guy who did the review, but this is what he said. <clears throat> Allow me to save you $8 by offering something you can do at home that is just as entertaining as watching this movie. Go get a load of white. I'll go get a load of white clothes, and throw it in your dryer. Now add in one red sock. Make sure everything's dry so you don't end up with a bunch of pink laundry. Now, hopefully, you have the kind of dryer that has the clear window in front. If you do, start the load and watch the laundry spin. Every time you see the red red sock, pretend to be scared. <laughs> I thought that was gold, and that's what it is. That's yeah, that's this movie in a summed up. Yeah. All right, so let's just end this shit and uh, last thoughts and score. Yep. You want to go first this time? You want me to go first? Um, I'll go first. Ooh. Um, I'll give this movie a four. Okay. Out of ten. Yeah. Um. I'm not tell. I'm not recommending you to watch it, but if you want to watch it, go for it. Yeah. And make up your own mind. <laughs> you done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay, I am going to come in a bit lower. I'm giving this a um a two. A two. A two out of ten. Uh, I'll never ever watch this again. I say don't bother to anyone out there. Mm-hmm. There was yeah, there was only really that one kill that I liked. Everything else I didn't like about this film. See, <clears throat> I gave it a four because it explains things more. And, okay, yeah. As I've said in the before, yeah. That's All right. why. All right, fine. I'll agree with you on that. That's two. So that's one, one point for both. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just avoid it. Throw it out if you own a copy of it. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's compare it now. <laughs> Which one would you prefer to watch again if you had to watch one? 
uh, the original 1960. I agree. Um, which, uh, you know what? Fuck it. Go and watch the original Fog. The original Fog wins, in our opinion. Yeah. I think that was kind of. <laughs> we could have said that right from the start of this episode. Yeah. The I don't know. I don't know. Just get rid of the original, the remake of the Fog. And I'm not a remake hater. That's the thing. I genuinely like remakes. Like the remake of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I fucking love that movie. Mm-hmm. But this one just, yeah. Missed the mark. God. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for The Fog. Now, I'm going to give you a short review on the movie The Cleaning Lady. And after that, we're going to talk a little bit about The Curse of La Llorona and wrap it up with a little game before we close off. So, here's my little mini review on The Cleaning Lady. What is your name? Shelly. Hi, Shelly. My name is Alice. I got burned. It was an accident a long time ago. It's just my face. Everything else is normal. Thank you for sharing. I know how hard it is to open up about things. The Cleaning Lady. This movie was released on VOD on the 4th of June, and the story is, as a means to distract herself from an affair, a love-addicted woman befriends a cleaning lady. Badly scarred by burns, she soon learns these scars run much deeper than the surface. This is a longer version of a short film with the same title that uh, that was made, directed by the same man, John Noughts, I think that is. Uh, it stars Alexis Kendra, who has been in a few things, such as um, Hatchet 2, Girl House, and she was also in the original short film. Uh, stars Stelio Savanti as Michael, Rachel Alig as Shelley. Uh, she's the one with the badly burned scars. She's been in a few different things, um, low-budget horror films such as 12-12-12, and... Um, other things like that. It also stars Elizabeth Sandy as Helen, and once again, she was also in the original short film, The Cleaning Lady. Okay, so The Cleaning Lady, should you go and watch it? Well, before I start with my thoughts, I should just, I should just explain that this movie is a slower paced film it does take its time to get into the quote-unquote horror scenes but for the most part I did enjoy this film it took me on a interesting journey through characters and uh, characters situations that I was uh, attracted to for the most part I was following these characters I liked the ones that you were meant to like I disliked the ones that you're meant to dislike and I wanted to know what was happening next it was the horror that kind of let this film down for me. I felt that the horror scenes and the horror elements of this film were kind of force-fed in and honestly kind of let the film down just a little bit. Take, for example, the ending of this film. I felt that it was really just cut off really badly. It didn't really give you much to work with and just kind of ended abruptly. And I do not like it when films do that. I hate it when they just kind of stop and that's all you're given. Yes, it, it does end with a bit of a mind mind bender and you're meant to interpret it in your own different ways but it really didn't give me enough to warrant the rest of the film 
In saying that, I will compliment its performances. The acting in this is pretty strong, especially from uh, Rachel Alig, who plays Shelley. She is the uh, quote-unquote cleaning lady in this. She had some scenes that genuinely creeped me out. I will tell you that. Some of her, her staring scenes, they, they sent shivers down my spine. I'll give you that. Not just the performance, but the direction of this film really worked well. But going back onto its flaws, they didn't really showcase the the cleaning lady, the title character enough in this movie. I felt that this movie was more focused on the love affair angle more than the cleaning angle, and I kind of wanted more horror and more backstory of this cleaning lady. I mean, yes, we do get her backstory, but it's spliced in between the love affair, and I thought they focused more on on an angle that wasn't really needed. But overall, I will say that this is a recommend. I mean, give it a go. It is a slower-paced film. You will be met with a slower-paced first half, but I feel that that is something that will drag you in, and it will determine whether you're in for the long run or not. If you can get past the first half, I say stick around and give it a go. I'm coming in with this at a 7 out of 10 once again. I enjoyed it. Is it a film I'll go back to? Probably not. But it's a film that I'm glad I checked out, and a film I can say that it's worth a watch. So that is The Cleaning Lady. Alright, so we might as well just wrap this episode up. But before we do that, I thought it's been a while, a long while, since we actually played a game. Yes, it has. On this show. And I kind of forgot about the games, to be honest. <laughs> until I was reading old notes, and I'm like, oh shit, we haven't played a game for a while. Let's do one. So the game that I'm going to play, it's a simple, easy game. That uh, I think that you excel in. Yeah. It's just a simple game of who am I. So I'm going to give you clues. as uh, And you're going to have to decide as to which horror icon I am. Okay. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Alright. Here's your first one. So I've got, oh, by the way, I've got eight of these. Yep. Eight. So let's see how many you can get out of eight. Okay, cool. Alright. Who am I? <clears throat> I first came on screen... screen in 1984, my mother's name was Amanda. My wife's name was Loretta. I had one daughter named Maggie. I haunted the town of Springwood. And my nicknames are Son of 100 Maniacs and the Springwood Slasher. Don't get it yet? No? No. I wear a stripy sweater and carry a knifed glove. Oh, Who am Freddy I? Freddy Krueger. Very good. <laughs> Obviously, the clues oh, get the... easier as I go. Far out. The first few, I was like, the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, so I've, I made them somewhat tricky. Yeah. But some of them are kind of obvious. Okay? Okay. So let's get to the next one. <clears throat> Who am I, Jalisa? My on-screen debut was in 1987. I love leather. Some people call me the Hell Priest, but others call me an angel, but demon Hellraiser. to other. No. Pinhead. Yes. Oh, sorry, yeah, I said Hellraiser. <laughs> yes. <meant> pinhead. <laughs> Do you want to hear the rest of the clues that I was going to give you? Sure. I love to mouth off and have a quite a deep voice. I have a group of friends that follow me who also love leather. Who am I starting with P? Alright, you got it. That's two for two so far. Doing well. <laughs> Alright, next one. Yep. 
My film career was born in 1980, although I was only in the film for less than two minutes. My mum was named Pamela. <laughs> Jason. Yes, you Boys. are correct. The rest of the clues were, and I was very close to her. I was portrayed by 11 different actors, and my main location was New Jersey, although I took a trip to Manhattan once, and also space and hell. I like hockey, and I love teenage girls. Who am I with the initials JV? It's pretty good. By the way, I made these all myself, and I'm, and I'm saying that because like, I tried to get them off Google, but I found nothing. <laughs> Alright, try and get this one. Okay. Who am I, Julissa? My, my first film was released in 1975, 75, and I terrified audiences. Although Leatherface. I don't... Huh? Leatherface. Nope. Damn. Although I don't talk, I have been known to roar once or twice. I'm quite fast and can jump incredibly high. Police don't like me, and I love the smell of blood and I'm attracted to movement. Predator. Nope. Fucking hell. I lurk around Amity Island, but I've been found... Jaws. <laughs> but have Bruce. been But have been to SeaWorld and the Bahamas as well. Who am I starting with B? Who was I? Fucking Bruce the Shark from Jaws. Yes. You got that one wrong because you guessed like three different people. I did. So that's a tick against your Didn't name. Didn't you say I like to wear leather? No. You're getting your clues mixed up. That was for Pinhead. Do you want me to read it again for you? Read the first copy. My first film was released in 1975 and I terrified audiences. Although I don't talk, I've been known to roar once or twice. Right, yeah, yeah, okay. Get it? Okay, yeah. Alright. Let's see if you get this one. Okay. I think this one's kind of easy. So, Julissa, who am I? I've been around for hundreds of years, but I don't have one exact age. I enjoy flowers and I'm fascinated with water. I like smoke and drink and enjoy time with my friend. Frankenstein. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> my clues are continue. My bride doesn't exactly like me, but I love her. I'm very large and I'm hard to stop, but fire usually does the trick. Who am I starting with F? I like to throw little girls in the river. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's see if you get this one. I feel like I've done pretty well with my clues in this one. Okay. My on-screen debut was in 1974. I don't speak much, but I try but I do try my hardest. I love tools, but prefer ones that need gas, and I do have a great dress sense. I enjoy having people over for dinner, as does my family. My family is great at cooking and has won many chili cook-offs on numerous occasions. I admit, I do dress like a woman Leather from face. time to time. Yep, you got it. I do admit, I dress like a woman from time to time, but my favourite look involves a nice tie and a hammer. I live in Texas. Who am I starting with L? See, I was thinking Leatherface at first, then you threw me off with the chili con carne shit. Yeah, chili cook-off, that's in part two. Yeah, then I was like, no, that's not them. The, <laughs> the next one, I was like, yeah, it's him. <laughs> Alright, this one's the last one. So you got most of them right. Let's see if you can get this one right. Oh, seven out of... Oh, seven out of eight. We're not finished yet. Yeah. Alright, you ready? Yeah. Who am I, Julissa? My on-screen debut was in 1988, 
and I'm loved by many people and still am going strong today. I have a family but don't like to speak about them much. I am quick and I'm pretty great at hide and seek. I enjoy a laugh and cracking jokes with my victims and use any tool to get the job done. Got any clues huh, so far? So the next clue is going to give it away. Say them again. My on-screen debut was in 1988, and I'm loved by many people and still am going strong today. I have a family, but don't like to speak about them much. I am quick, and I'm pretty great at hide and seek. Michael Myers. Nope. Really? I enjoy a laugh and cracking jokes with my victims, and use any tool to get the job done. No clues? Alright, I've got two more clues here that will pretty much give it away. <laughs> I wear overalls and a colourful shirt. Nothing yet? Overalls and a colourful shirt? Right, this one's definitely going to give it away. What the fuck? It's probably like right in front of my face, but I'm just not getting it. I have red hair. Oh, Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> it is Chucky. Who am I starting with C? He has a family? Yes, Seed of Chucky. Oh, right. He doesn't like to talk about them much. Get yeah, it? That one totally went over my head. Haha, my clues work. <laughs> mm. And okay. that is it. You did well. You did Six well. Six out of Six eight. Six out of eight. You did pretty good. I'll give you that. How'd that you one like... did throw me. That one was good. How did you like that game? That was good. Enjoy it? Yeah, you, you did pretty well. Notice, notice what character I ended on. Chucky. Why is that, Jalisa? Because the new one's out now. It is out now. Yeah. Why do I mention that? Because we're going to see it. We are. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> you're not picking up. This is what I'm saying right now. We are at the end of this episode right now. This is it for episode 83. And what I'm trying to hint at, Jalisa, for her to say is next week we are going to be reviewing the new Child's Play film um, that everyone seems to be getting angry about. To me, either, anyway. But uh, we're going to tell you our thoughts on it. We're going to go see it. We're going to come back with our review. Mm-hmm. Spoiler-filled and spoiler-free, of course, like always. Yep. But that's what we'll be doing next week. I am excited as hell for this. So I'm going to try and keep my mind open. Yeah, this is going to be fun. You're going you're gonna to have fun. Well, I am. <laughs> I just hope they don't ruin Chucky for me. Even though it's not supposed to be the same doll. Yeah. But... We'll see. We'll see. Okay. We'll get to it next week. All right. Yeah. Until then, please like and subscribe. All our episodes, you can find us on the Padded Room Network on uh, Apple Podcasts. And if you please could help us in giving us a five-star review and comment anything that you like, it helps us be seen and it gives us more listeners. And that's something that we would really like to to do. We'd like to grow. So um, you can... uh, Find us at horrorfordummies.com. That takes us to the Facebook page, and you can like and comment anything that you want. Tell us how you feel about this episode. If you enjoyed it, let us know. If you didn't, let us know. Mm-hmm. We also, I, I keep forgetting to say that we do have a email. If anyone wants to send emails, it's uh, horrorfordummies at hotmail.com. It doesn't usually get used much, but I check every now and then. Yep. So uh, we do have an Instagram as well. We do. Which is Horror for Dummies Podcast. And we do have a letterboxed. So if you are on Letterboxd, search us up. I think we're just under Horror Dummy. Um, and you can follow us there. Yep. So, okay. This has been episode 83. We will catch you next week with Child's Play. Um, but until then, 
This has been Harvey Dummies. Julius is saying goodbye. Goodbye. And Do not forget the devil gets a real as well.